Enjoying these episodes? Give us a shout out on social at Built On Air. We'd love to hear your comments and suggestions. So drop us a like and be sure to subscribe to catch new episodes when they release. It helps us keep the podcast going. Welcome to Built On Air, a podcast and video series about all things Airtable. On today's episode, we travel to Berlin, Germany to speak with Rupert Hofschmidt, founder of Roy Kombucha. Rupert co-founded Roy Kombucha with his business partner, Fabio, after they both decided to leave their careers in the digital scene. As he tells us all about the fascinating brewing and fermentation process used to make kombucha, a fermented tea with a rich history, it's clear to see how passionate and knowledgeable Rupert is about his work. He's also very excited about the possibilities afforded by Airtable, which has helped him and his team stay on track with orders and production, allowing employees to record data right from their mobile devices. The base Rupert demos for us today is his B2B order tracking base, where he tracks orders placed from grocers, offices, and other businesses. He tells us about the challenges faced by many Airtable users when first starting to build a base such as this, realizing he needed a table to track line items per order. Rupert has many plans for the future of his Airtable usage, including building out a fully automated ordering platform from start to finish. Check out the show notes to learn more about Rupert and Roy Kombucha. Hello, Rupert. Thank you for joining us on Built on Air. Thank you for having me, Ali. Thanks a lot. Of course. I'm so excited to talk to you today. I know nothing about kombucha or the industry, and you are an ex- expert and a founder of your own company. So how did Which you get it? strange that? because for us, like when, you, when, you are, when you're based in Europe, it seems like everyone is into or knows a lot about kombucha in the US, you know, because it's such a big topic. But a lot of topics are very big in the US, so it's not only that, right? But but yeah, it's it's um it's it's coming in Europe, and it's it's yeah going to be the, be a big be a lot bigger topic in the next years. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I've heard. I mean, I know what it is, but I, and I have friends that drink it. But so it's a fermented tea, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So uh, maybe you've heard of of a scoby. Yeah. Yeah. So scoby stands for symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. So bacteria and yeast is living in symbiosis together and is uh, fermenting. You you start with a sweet tea and the sugar gets fermented into, fermented into um, acetic acid, but basically organic acids, uh, a family of organic acids. And um, yeah, that's basically what gives kombucha its like a particular flavor. Think about you starting with a sweet tea and then it sort of turns into a, this sweet sour mix and can develop some funky flavors and that's 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 what it is. That's so cool. And how did you get started in that industry? Um, yeah, randomly, very randomly. So um, I had a company in Berlin before. Um, I was immersed in the digital tech scene. Um, I, I had a startup, and I basically sold the startup uh, to a bigger German media house. And I had a bit of a uh, soul searching phase in my life. Um, sabbatical in a way um, and uh, yeah I started fermenting at home and uh, started doing water kefir which is not a tea based but it's sort of it's like milk kefir just but just water based yeah. okay. um, and I started doing that at home and also kombucha and uh, I was really like man why is this like not why is it not on the shelves makes so much sense right you have sort of a beverage with taste which tastes good but at the same time, it, it has healthy components. And yeah, this should be on shelves. And I was like on a, but I was, I was freelancing at the time. I was still sort of more in the 
in the digital space. And it took, um, I talked to who is now my business partner in this about it. And first it was more like, hey, you told me you want to do something with your hands. I'm doing this drink. Maybe I can sort of set you up with it and you can do it. And sort of it, it that was in 2018. And then step by step, we sort of um, worked, worked on it together. And eventually we would then launch a product um, and yeah, uh, just launch with it. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Well, congratulations. And your website Thank looks you. gorgeous. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. It looks like really, really clean, pretty healthy, like makes me want to try it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Definitely. So yeah, how- and there's also just as a, as a background. So we're, we're, we're running this, this brand, which is Roy. Mm-hmm. Um, Roy Kombucha in Berlin, where we have, we have also the brew, we, we run our own brewery in Berlin. Uh, but then we also organize an industry conference uh, for the kombucha industry. So it's called Kombucha Summit, uh, which we do once once a year. Uh, we started in 2019, had 260 people um, here in Berlin. Uh, physical conference, of course, still like <laughs> old world, right? Um, and um, yeah, last year we did a virtual conference. And it's a huge success. It's like sort of, yeah, there, there are two conferences in the world for industry conferences for the kombucha world. Uh, one is in Los Angeles every year and one is now in Berlin uh, run by us. Oh and my yeah, there's like in 2019, just a little side story, like because you're in the US and, yeah. and uh, like it was um, in the end, there was so much hype about the conference that someone from uh, Arizona, um, so the conference was on a Saturday and on a Thursday night, this guy from Arizona uh, flew to, took a plane um, because he wanted to attend the conference, but he didn't have a ticket yet. So he just took the plane. He was in London. When he landed in London, he sent us an email that said, yeah, guys, so um, thing is, I really want to go. I'm already in Europe. I'm already in London, um, but I don't have a ticket. And we, we were booked out, fully booked out. Um, and then, yeah, we eventually let him in and um, he sort of joined last minute. Um, but yeah, we had many people from the US as well. It was very cool. <laughs> That's so awesome. we sort of have these two things, but our really our the the ninety five percent of our time we're spending on uh, developing the brand and uh, pushing kombucha or finally making it happen for kombucha to arrive in Europe um, with our with our brand called Roy. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, I have every faith you'll be able to do it. That's that sounds like you've been super Thank successful you. so far. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome, and you're welcome. How has Airtable played a role? Are you using it to plan? your conference and your company workings and stuff? Everything, basically. Yeah. So there's, there, there are a few things, very few things that we're not doing in Airtable. And I would say always when it involves some sort of calculation, right, then I'm still going for spreadsheets. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I also like spreadsheets a lot. And I think this, the invention of the spreadsheet is one of the best inventions in, this, in, the, in the software industry, basically. But when it's about... Uh, organized data in some way or form, right? Then Airtable sort of more database database layout makes more makes more sense. So um, of course, um, yeah, I'm I'm a huge Airtable fan. That's of course the reason why I'm on the podcast. Um, but uh, it's always sort of I have to push. I think always push it push for Airtable in a way, you know. So like Airtable gets adopted and and, and is there and people. Um, even if you just make a simple list, it's just way better at making a list than, than doing making a list in whatever kind of list it is, but making a list in a spreadsheet. Yeah. 
Exactly. And it looks so much prettier too. Exactly. Yeah. And it works mobile, which, which helps a lot as well. Absolutely. And have you seen, have you, so you, are you like onboarding your team and having them jump on the, the train as well for Airtable? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has to, everyone has to use it in the, in the brewery. Nice. Uh, it's because we use it for so sort of the more, uh, I mean, we use it for all types of lists and to track stuff and so on, of course, but um, one big area where we use it for is the brewery itself. So the logging of uh, what are we producing, what goes in there, um, what are we canning, how much have we canned, um, sort of that stuff. Um, what's the pH, what are all the parameters, the sugar levels. Um, and that's why sort of in, in, in production, um, people also have to use it. Um, and it works really well. I think it works incredibly well um, because you can use it. You can use it on the phone, right? And in production, you don't really have a laptop. We don't really have a laptop setup or like a big computer setup. Like it needs to be. You need to. You need to be able to use it on the phone. Um, and for logging something quickly and so on, it's 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 really cool. It's amazing that sort of in um, in one database on one base, you you can log stuff super easily. Mm-hmm. And sort of get the, get the data in very easily, but you can have very comprehensive and and awesome calculations and very sophisticated stuff behind it in a way, right? Exactly. Uh, or what 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 then happens with what then happens with the data? Right. Yeah. Exactly. You could start to build your own processes, automations, kind of use it as a launching pad, which is awesome. Exactly. On their phone, are they using like Airtable natively, or are you using like a form or mini extensions to enter data? Natively. Natively, so no, it's uh, depends on like we um, really the, the two big use cases, and I can also show the one one big use case. I made a little made a mock up of our um, our order sheet, so that's where we put in all our B two B orders. We really have like two sides to the business, right? There's the um, Shopify D two C web shop side, mm-hmm. and then there is the B two B the B two B side, right? Where we're selling to cafes, we're selling into retail, and so on, and there. Um, we're using a form mm-hmm. to just enter new orders, right? Um, so it's just an Airtable form. And, but then for production and logging, it's just natively yeah, on the phone. That's awesome. Were you using Airtable when you started Roy Kombucha or did you find it afterwards and start to refine from there? I used, I used Airtable a lot in my old company already. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we started using it in 2014 or 15. That's when we sort of discovered it and... We liked it because it was, I think it looked better than a spreadsheet. That's basically why we used it. And it came from Silicon Valley or so. And then we were into it basically. Um, but no, that's why I started. Yeah, I, I had always had it in my mind. And I already used it. I already used Airtable before. And I still have have that um, log um, from the very first batch of uh, water kefir it was. And not kombucha, but doesn't doesn't matter. <laughs> from the very first batch um, I made at home. So, um, right at some point I started making, and I was a bit more, I was already a bit more serious about it or so. So I was tracking pH levels and sugar levels, mm-hmm. and I was already doing that in, in Airtable. Um, so I kind of have, you could, you could say like, it, it goes back to really day minus one um, in Airtable, yeah, our, our business. That's awesome. So like before you started, you're, you're logging your pH levels of all your, your home brews. And like, would you record like the results and like how good it tastes so you could see like what your best? Exactly. Like, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And how like pH would progress over time. So I would do a daily test and of course also sugar levels and 
exactly. Then I was logging the taste and yeah. right and specific gravity. Is that something you have to do? Yeah, not really. Like we just call it bricks, but it's it's kind of the same. I never understood why it is kind of the same, but there's some. I think you can sort of calculate it from bricks. Specific gravity is more something that a beer brewer or I think they use it in wine. Yeah. Definitely, I've 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 brewed my own beer before, and so that's that's the nice. only experience yeah, I've really had. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, basically. Wonderful. And I love that on your website, you offer home brewing kits as well. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. such a cool idea. Yeah, we, we started doing that um, in, the, in the first lockdown uh, in March and April last year. So we, yeah, people were at home and we have a lot of kombucha. So we just like bought all the stuff together and became, yeah, sort of that became our product as well. Then, yeah. I love that. That's a really innovative idea as well. Just give something. Yeah, to- it's interesting because in um, in the US, like not not that many of the bigger brands do it. Actually, I don't know of any bigger brand that sells homebrewing kits. They're all very in the no, no, no. We don't give away the secret of how we of how we do it, right? But right. we think it's the it's the we think of it as the sort of the big plus of kombucha that hey, you can have a piece of our mother culture in a way, right? Um, yeah. So yeah. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, it's uh, really nice because you, 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 of the interactions also you have with people, right? And we maybe had, I know, yeah, a couple of hundred or so people reach out to us and they ask us about stuff, how to brew, like what they would, what flavor they should use. Or most famous question always is, is it mold? Right? <laughs> because kombucha looks very strange right. in the in the jar, or. It can look like wax. It can look like uh, like the yeast can look very. Yeah, it can look a bit moldy. Um, mm. So then we always say no, no, no. It's not. It's not mold. Uh, yeah. Right. That's so cool. And so what? This is just a curiosity question. Is what separates that from becoming alcoholic? Like, do you have to do something to stop it from fermenting to that point, or is it because there's no sugar? No, no, no. There's sugar. Yeah, okay. yeah there's also alcohol. So oh. kombucha, kombucha has one to two percent alcohol when you make okay. it at home. So most likely that w- what I'm drinking here, right, is is a um, is a one to two percent. Let's say one percent alcohol. Um, awesome. Because yeast makes CO two, uh, carbon dioxide, and alcohol uh, at the same time, basically, and also at this almost the same rate. So you have a first fermentation, then the second fermentation. The first fermentation is always aerobic. You let oxygen in. And the mm-hmm. second fermentation is anaerobic. So uh, mostly in a, people use it in a gross style bottle, right? That mm-hmm. they close and they really trap the gas inside. And then the yeast is very happy. And that's where you then also develop quite a bit of alcohol. Right. Um, if you, so we are non, our, our kombucha in cans is non-alcoholic, which means below 0.5% in alcohol, mm-hmm. which I think is in the US, it's the same. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, we just, uh, we, we, you, you have to use certain tricks. Let's put it like that in order to, okay. in order to, uh, not, not, uh, reach super high alcohol levels. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's super, super interesting. Um, the best, the best trick you can do, the best trick you can do is, um, uh, so you need a lot of oxygen, right? And the problem is with beer t- tanks you take from beer brewing that the tanks are usually very narrow and very mm-hmm. deep. So Oxygen can only come in on the top, right? But everything that's below below in the tank uh, will be very oxygen deprived. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good recipe for de- for developing alcohol. So the best kombucha tank you can have is very very wide uh. and very shallow. So the best kombucha tank actually is a pool, 
um, right? If you could ferment in a pool, that would be best. Uh, and there's even a company in the U.S. that makes sort of it's it's um, it's it's a tank layout where it sort of draws. Okay. Right? Sort of yeah. So just to it's basically made for made for kombucha brewing. So a lot of oxygen can can enter can enter the brew. That's interesting. That's so you just want to like increase the surface area that's touching the oxygen. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then uh, that that way, uh, a lot of the alcohol that is. Uh, so the symbiosis is always yeast is producing alcohol and then the bacteria takes that alcohol and converts it into uh, organic acids. And you're really like, you're really like increasing the, the, the speed in which bacteria is converting that alcohol into organic acids. So that's why you end up with a, with a brew that's much, much lower in alcohol. Right. But you need a lot of space, right? I mean, if you want to have a pool somewhere, you need a lot of, you need a lot of floor space. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that is so cool. Thank you for explaining that. I've always wondered. <laughs> <laughs> and so what are your plans moving forward with Airtable? Are there things that you're working on implementing or maybe yeah. things you haven't been able to yet? Yeah, we're reaching a size uh, of the company now where um, sort of we want to go more into retail and we're we're starting to work with a partner with a distributor who sort of asked us, um, so what kind of uh, enterprise resource planning tool do you use? Can you can we please connect this to ours? And then sort of, let's say one big supermarket doesn't have, doesn't have us on stock anymore. So they automatically, their software automatically puts the order in into the distributor software and then sort of gets pushed down automatically to our software, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we we're like, okay, yeah, let's look into it. And I looked into it and I hate these, these pieces of software, right? It's so complicated. Like you would have something like from Oracle or SAP or um, I don't know, they're like then gazillions of, of, of vendors of these, of these pieces of software. Mm-hmm. And this is super complicated, like very complicated. And also you don't really want to use it. You know, you look at it and it's sort of, you see that salespeople were running around and they were, talking to customers and then the customers were like, yeah, it would be awesome if we would have this feature and that feature and this feature. And then they were just coming back and the developers would just add stuff to it. Right. <laughs> but not really structured in a way. So it makes right. sense. Right? And it's sort of, it's just, yeah, it's not really coming with a comprehensive plan in a way. So I've looked at many in the last weeks and uh, back to your question, sorry, I'm rambling here. Okay. Like back to your question, basically I'm trying to build this in Airtable. Awesome. Um, so I think for us as a small business, I mean, we're growing and um, we really have the need for uh, warehousing. Like we really need to know what's, 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 in, what's in the storage, uh, really have a need for proper inventory management uh, and so on. But um, yeah, that's sort of the, the, big, the big project at the moment is connecting everything. Um, for instance, I use now Parabola to import all the um all our shopify data into into Airtable, and mm-hmm. yeah um that's awesome it's gonna take a couple of more weeks but then, and then then i'm I, I get to the point where where that distributor is gonna ask can you can we now sort of link our our systems and then right. i will have to really go into api stuff and so on um but um so far i'm convinced we can do so far i haven't I haven't started anything in Airtable that I couldn't do in Airtable, which right. is, yeah, which is very interesting. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah. And especially with the, the, the scripting app and being able to add those API calls natively, that's exactly. such a game changer. Yeah. 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 And it's exactly that came what half a year ago or three, four months ago, like a big, big push and a big, yeah, big update, basically. Um, yeah. Which I'm not on top of at all, to be honest. Like, it's not that, like, it's not, I'm, I'm, I would consider myself also more in the beginner, in the beginner space of figuring stuff out. Um, I'm also not that, like, I'm, be, I think because of Airtable, I'm looking into JavaScript more and more. That's um, awesome. Basically, right? I mean, I'm also doing, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with HTML and CSS, so it also helps there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for, um, for scripting, I'm, I've become more and more interested, interested in it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been really helpful to, it's helped me learn JavaScript more and more too, just working with it. Pushes you, pushes you towards it. Right. Uh, exactly. You know, I, I was actually looking at um, a blog post that you had written ahead of this and it was about the taste gap. It was called. Do you recall? Ah, yeah. 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 Oh, were you on my website? Yeah, yeah. It I went was to on my website. website. Like I'm trying to update. Oh, I'm I'm blushing. Like I'm trying to update <laughs> this website for 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 years and trying to put more content, put more content on there. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, oh my gosh. No, I I loved it though. I mean, like I just there was uh you had written just a really short blog post about the taste gap and how when you develop a taste for something and you want it to be really good and when you start doing it and you're like, oh, this isn't very good because you already you're yearning for something that you're not good enough yet to do. And it, I was like, you could relate that to Airtable so perfectly. Like you could get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but um, all credit belongs to this guy called Ira Glass. Who's, Love uh, Ira Glass. Who's, yeah. And we saw it years ago. Uh, he has like a really cool video about the taste gap. And I just, I just put it as a blog post on my website at some point, because I think it, yeah, I, you can really relate to a lot of a lot of things in life, right? Um, with that with that concept. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. No, I, I thought that was really really an interesting point, and I I immediately was like, that's exactly how I felt when I started with Airtable because I was like, <laughs> I want to be really good, and I started building it, and I'm like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> but then you know you get better and better over time. Exactly. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to see uh, what you've been working on. If you want to dive into your screen share. Let's do it. So I've created this little mock-up, like um, didn't want to give away all our, because this is pretty important sheet for us, right? Because we are basically tracking all our orders in here. Right. Um, and yeah, we, we have competitors um, <laughs> who are looking for this as well. And um, basically, um, yeah, this is where we are tracking all the orders and where we are, um, where we live in basically every day. Right. And I've just created some, some sample data here and, it's sort of really it started very simple but it expanded over the over the months and i had to update it to kind of make it work for us mm-hmm. um and where we have it today is yeah we, we're quite happy about it so yeah if i go through here so the first thing you see is sort of we have our products in here so mm-hmm. we have kombucha as a ginger a ginger kombucha and we have a raspberry kombucha mud kombucha and then we also sell this as a case and these cases are um individual individual products mm-hmm. um very very easy then it took me some time to figure out that I have to create these what is called order line items, right? right? So because in the order sheet, which you see later, then um, if you want to have multiple, and I guess you know this, if you want to have multiple um, uh, different products per order in different mm-hmm. quantities, you would have to have order line items to add to that line. 
And for a couple of months, we actually had it that sort of one order would be three, three rows, right? Right. And that felt a bit stupid. So yeah, I, at some point I, I figured this out and I was very, very happy about it. What I'm not so happy about, and yeah, if you know how to make this better, I'm, I'd be super happy. Um, if not, then we just have to stick to it. This is sort of the, the mock-up now, but of course in the, in the real case scenario, we have 150, 200 different orderline items in our, in our base, mm-hmm. right? Which is right. because we need the quantity. The quantity is individual for every orderline item. Yeah. Um, so if someone now orders 79 ginger cases, then I have to add another orderline item. Yeah. Right. And that is a bit annoying sometimes. Sort of it doesn't feel, that's where I sometimes feel like, ah, it's not 100% made for that. Mm. But, right. um, but it's, it's good enough. I mean, we're still sticking to it with a lot of orders. Um, so um, yeah, so that's, that's uh, this part. So in mm-hmm. clients is clients, of course, um, sort of uh, create some clients here. Google, Apple, and Amazon are buying from us and uh, uh, some uh, cafes and bakeries that my my partner yesterday, is, she's from Oxford, so, so she just gave me some, some names from there. Nice. And um, then we add the, then we add the uh, of course, first name, last name, address, and stuff like this. Then sometimes we have it that um, like one, um, I put it here, the Society Cafe, uh, is in London, is in Oxford, is in Bristol, right? right? So we have different stores, um, which is um, just important for us for um, invoicing and then also for delivering. Um, yeah, but really the big heart of this of this sheet is the uh, is the orders table, mm-hmm. um, where yeah, sort of we 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 put all the orders in, um, and yeah, this really grew as you can see here. It has like something like sixty fields or so where. Um, yeah, which which maybe are necessary, maybe not. I don't, I'm not so sure. But um, sort of the first thing it has is a, is an is an order number, of course, and then you have to put in which client, and you have to put in which store. Mm-hmm. Uh, then of course it has an order date, and we need to say when should this be delivered. Then of course the products, which is referencing to that uh, to those order line items that we that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then very uh, interesting for us is to see uh, how many cases. This is in total, and how many cans this is in total, mm-hmm. right? So um, it's always interesting to see, like, and uh, yeah, just how many cans in the entire order, right? right? Um, which we're which we're calculating, which I'm calculating here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a German word, Dosenrückgabe, right? Which is called uh, basically we have a deposit system for our cans, and some mm-hmm. of our B two B customers they just give the cans back to us uh-huh. instead of putting them into a um, vending machine for deposit. Right. Um, so that's what we are. That's what what we are putting in here. Then, um, mm-hmm. if that is the case, uh, we can put in some notes. Um, based on this, uh, we're building uh, we're building a sum. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we have delivery fee. Sometimes we give a discount, uh, which that ends up uh, is then a net amount in the end. Um, here we're tracking if this has been delivered. We put mm-hmm. in the delivery slip. We put in the invoice number. And the invoice date, we say if the invoice is sent, we say if the invoice is paid, which we also hear in a different view. Nice. There we can see invoices that have still to be sent uh, or um, outstanding invoices, uh, mm-hmm. which of course is very, uh, very, very good to see um, and very helpful. During uh, COVID, we had 16% VAT. So now it's back to 19. So at some point I can sort of, in my other base, I have so many old orders that I have had to keep in order not to destroy the data, I had to 
create the 16 or 19 <laughs> column, which is a bit annoying, but it's there now. Um, yeah, and then we have a total sum for um, the invoice uh, and a gross sum for the invoice, including including VAT, because under apps, we are also, here we have a couple of templates. Uh, and this always takes a while to load. They could increase the speed of, of, the, of the apps. I agree. I think uh, it's slowed down a little bit recently too, it feels like. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, and there we have our invoice templates and the delivery slip template. So we are creating invoices out of this and then uh, we're sending it. Uh, yeah, which kind of, before that, my, my business partner Fabio was like creating invoices manually pretty much, right? Mm -hmm. And now like yeah, it saves so much time to just do it out of, straight out of, out of Airtable. Um, what I want to do here is sort of, I want to do it on, on click. So you can just sort of, ideally you would just click and it would generate the PDF and download it automatically. Um, maybe even send it to the customer, but yeah, not sure whether, whether we want that. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing that I, myself and a lot of Airtable users included are missing with page designer is that you can't grab it automatically and attach it to the record. Exactly. You uh, have to print it. Yeah. But hopefully someday they'll fix that because that would be huge functionality. That would be so that would be really, really cool. Yeah. And I remember like it's this sort of version of the of the of the base is now a couple months old already. So I built it maybe last summer or so. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. And I remember being on the ad table community for a long time looking for something, how can I sort of download stuff on the push of a button basically, right? And generate a PDF on, a, on the push of a button. But right. um, yeah, it's um, apparently they're not, not available. Yeah. So that's how we do it at the moment. Um, awesome. And yeah, it's, uh, I always sort of have the month view where, where we work in, and then there's an edit view, which is where, uh, which sort of is broken now. <laughs> uh, interesting huh? never happened before but it happens on the air table live podcast of course <laughs> well, I'm just reloading just roll reloading <laughs> <laughs> of course no I'm serious this has never not loaded like never <laughs> <laughs> so yeah here we are in the um, in the edit view where I always put a careful or something behind right mm -hmm. so people don't mess around with it right and um, this is where all the all the fields are visible yeah, and then you can see all the calculations that are that are necessary in order to get to this stuff. Uh, really annoying is in on German invoices, we need to have a comma and not a dot. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> so I, I'm I always when I want to put stuff on an invoice, I have to convert it uh, the the dot to a comma, and it's uh, not trivial. It's quite complicated to do it. Yes. it sounds very trivial, but uh, yeah, this is the formula that is necessary in order, in order to do that. <laughs> I have pretty much exactly the same formula in my base as well, but not to not for commas, just to format it as a number to like send in an email or something. But that's that's so funny. It's written almost exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, if uh, Airtable could uh, change that and allow natively for different number formats, that would be um, very helpful. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, sometimes the delivery date, we also have to reform it because there's no uh, German support for, because um, we're putting this on the delivery slip and then it needs to be in German. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, 
I'm not even sure whether it has to be in German, but we put it in German and, and we just wanted it that way. Or maybe my business partner, Fabio, wanted it that way. So I said, okay, that's no problem. I can make it happen. And yeah, then um, you have to, I just use these substitute formulas where I just substitute all the English words for the, with the German words, right? Um, Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, which, which I think is, uh, which helped us a lot is seeing month and year. Uh, having a month and year view, which we do with this um, uh, by by uh, this this month formula, mm-hmm. uh, where we put uh, the month of the, of the order date or the year of the order date, um, and then as you saw in the month view, it's then clustered um, according to year 2020, 2021, and the month. Right. Um, yeah. Then figuring out roll up stuff has been huge, um, mm-hmm. like very very cool, and. Um, but yeah, then this is some individual calculations and yeah, no, but that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Then we just have some, we have the delivery today function where we see, okay, what, what's due for, what's due to be delivered today, um, which invoices have to be sent, how much revenue did we make here in, in 2020, the clients that we have, what is called a leaderboard, where we just see our, our best, our best clients and see how everyone else is performing yeah and i said before like how we we for new orders we always use this form to put in new orders yeah it's a lot easier to do that actually than to do it in the in the in the base in the base itself right yeah but that's how we that's how we do it that's how, ah, and then maybe one last view here is is the number of cases sold per channel uh always good for analysis and business analysis um sort of in under clients Every client is a type, right? And this type is either um, office, uh, gastronomy, retail. Yeah, this is basically this basically event. There, there were events before, but COVID, <laughs> right? And <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, then we are we are we are. This is go, going back to that separation between those different channels, and then we can see how strongly a certain channel grows uh, from month to month, basically. Um, yeah. This is more flavor view. Uh, mm-hmm. So how many cases did we sell in total? But then also across, I've only, we have a few more flavors actually, but I put in only three here. Uh, so, and then we can see how many ginger cases did we sell, how many raspberry, how many mate, proportionally, how, how, yeah, stuff like this, which always helps us, uh, helps us decide on new flavors and it helps us decide which flavors to keep and, and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's sort of it. Um, awesome so it was it was interesting because it's so um when there's nothing before and then like you get it it took it took a long time to actually build it to this level mm-hmm. although it might now look when you look at it, it looks quite simple but it was it was a couple of months basically of uh, i mean always in sprints let's say like always in one two days i need to figure this out how to make this better how can we structure this and um yeah um we're pretty happy with it. It works works really really well now. Absolutely. No, I can tell. It's you you're capturing like everything you'd need to capture to track your orders. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. And I love the order line items table. That's something I think a lot of people struggle with is they might build it out and then once they start realizing they can't put the quantity anywhere, they're like, "Oh wait, what do I do?" Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Um but once you figure that out, you're, you're very, very happy, right? Because then suddenly your orders table really feels like, ah, I don't have to spend three rows on, don't have to spend three rows on one order. That's, that's good. And, exactly. Um, yeah. 
Um, yeah, and by doing this, this is sort of our, like the, the mother base in a way, right? So uh, this really helped me figure out a lot of Airtable functionality, um, uh, talking about roll-ups, talking about lookup, how to connect, how to connect different, uh, different tabs. Yeah, so basically now, because now I'm going one step further and I'm trying to build this um, inventory sheet where this is one data in feed, right? Um, because this is our B2B side and then there's the Shopify side and this then goes into a big inventory sheet which is linked to production. So that is the bit that is, yeah, it's sort of next level stuff again. So, and that's cool. Uh, like, I think that that's what you meant with the taste gap and sort of you're, you're trying to, you know, you know, it could be really cool, but you don't really know 100% yet how you, how you get there, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Are you going to um, use like synced bases to do that? I think so. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's what's needed. Yeah. Definitely. From, from what I can tell so far. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Yeah. I, that's so cool. I wish you the best of luck on that project too. That'll be fun. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah no, it's going to be, going to be really cool. Um, I'm always having, yeah, I'm always having a lot of fun building our table stuff. It is so fun. It like, yeah. I'm, I'm a total nerd. It makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So where can our listeners go to learn more about you and about Roy Kombucha? RoyKombucha.com is our website. Uh, we ship Europe-wide, at least Europe-wide. Nice. Um, and not really at the moment, but soon again. Or uh, KombuchaSummit.com. This is the conference I talked about, we talked about before. Excellent. Or... Uh, the website, uh, the my my private website of which I'm not giving the <laughs> giving the domain now, which you discovered, but uh, which I'm going to build out soon. Excellent. Yeah. Sorry about that. I no thought worries. it was super interesting. <laughs> I loved it. Okay. Good. Oh my goodness. Well, we'll put links to those in the show notes. And thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Ali. It was, it was, it was very nice. It was, it was cool. great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to give it a like or hit us up on social at Built On Air. We always love to hear your comments and suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to catch new episodes when they release. It helps us keep the podcast going.